Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. In this episode, we're going to cover forgiveness. One of the most common things that come up for me in couples therapy with couples where there's been maybe difficulties happening between them, mistakes have been made, hurt or betrayal has been caused, an injury of some kind. You can listen back to the episode where I talked about infidelity, which will be relevant here as well. How can we forgive something where we've been hurt so badly? This episode is based on chapter 22 of my book, The Lasting Connection, which you can order on any of the major booksellers or through my website on thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash The Lasting Connection. Forgiveness is a difficult subject. Firstly, there's no definitive answer as how to do it. And secondly, it involves pain. It's understandable if you struggle with the idea of forgiving someone who hurt you. The expression forgive and forget doesn't apply here though. We tend to not forget the ways we've been wronged. We have the capacity for remembering a time in the past where the hurt happened or imagining a time in the future where it might happen again. You can, however, make peace with the injury and move forward from it, letting go. Let's look at what forgiveness is and what it isn't. Forgiveness is a vulnerable and courageous choice. It is vulnerable because it requires courage. Daring to express how you were hurt by someone. If they don't listen and take it on board, it takes tenacity to keep bringing it up until you can trust that they've understood the impact of their actions, showing you true remorse and regret. Letting go and moving forward with your life does also take a lot of strength. It's easier to lash out and retaliate than to forgive and to let go. You might also be reluctant to share how angry you are for fear that the relationship might then end. Forgiving isn't about letting someone off the hook and not holding them accountable. On the contrary, being able to soften and let go of blame helps you have the tenacity to keep holding someone accountable. Using your compassionate communication, tell your partner that what they did wasn't okay, that it hurt your feelings, and how it's left you feeling about the future of your relationship. Forgiveness doesn't mean that what happened was okay. It means moving forward in spite of it happening. It means making sense of why it happened and not holding against the other person or yourself for the rest of your life, even when it still hurts. It means letting go of what you can control, like blaming and shaming. Researcher Brene Brown discusses blame as a discharge of energy, such as anger and pain, with a negative impact on accountability. That means that people cannot hold themselves or other people accountable for their actions when they're focused on whose fault it is. 
it's easier to also be compassionate towards someone you like than someone you dislike. If you're very angry with your partner and now really dislike them for what they've done, it's a much bigger ask to show compassion and forgive them. But it's not impossible. How easy has it also been to forgive yourself when you're the person who's caused the hurt or betrayal and you don't like yourself? Thinking of yourself as a bad person. Self-blame activates your threat system and you'll be less likely to do the things necessary for repair and reconnection. In some ways then, it becomes more about your pain than about your partner's pain. You can't hear how badly your partner is hurting if you're busy beating yourself up for what you've done. So in the book, I ask you to reflect on a few questions around forgiveness. I'm going to read them out for you now. What happens in your relationship when you make a mistake? How does your partner react? What happens in your relationship when your partner makes a mistake? How do you react? Do you blame and shame each other, struggling to forgive? How do you each feel about yourselves when you make mistakes? Do you blame and shame yourselves, struggling to forgive yourselves? So as you can see, forgiveness flows in different directions, much like compassion. From yourself to your partner. From your partner to you. And from you to you. In the book, I go into great detail about forgiveness for your partner versus forgiveness for yourself. And if you've been hurt, you might then wonder, what's in it for me to forgive? You might be in a lot of pain, struggling to move forward with your life together because of what's happened. You might find it difficult to see a future place where you can feel comfortable in because of that past place you've already been in. But the only place you can do something about is this place right here, in the here and now. So ask yourself this. What's in it for me if I forgive my partner? What do I need forgiveness to do for me? And if I was able to forgive my partner, how would that free me up? In the book I got some examples of how this has played out on my therapy sofa with infidelity and betrayal, and how we can find forgiveness for what we might think are unforgivable actions, and how when we make sense of them, the meaning behind them, our connection can actually grow stronger once we've come to the healing and the repairing stage, moving forward, letting go. And that can be really difficult when we try to make sense of the seemingly senseless. And couples that have experienced one partner significantly hurting the other need to make sense of what's happened. When you're in your threat system, the parts of your brain which help you think things through in a clear and concise way, they're blocked. They're switched off. Soothing yourself independently of your partner can help you make wiser decisions about whether you want to stay or leave, whether you want to forgive this mistake, and how to increase the odds of it not happening again. And even if you do all that, there are still bound to be some gremlins still lurking around in your head. If you've experienced infidelity, for instance, then you can explore the forgiveness exercises in this chapter and also listen back to that episode about infidelity. I also want to explore this expression of fool me once, shame on you, 
fool me twice, shame on me. This expression implies that we somehow deserve to suffer if we've forgiven someone who then hurts us again. We don't. It's not your fault if you give someone a second chance and they betray that trust that you placed in them. It's more about developing wisdom and insight. Possibly you're drawn to people who don't treat you that well. Has there been a pattern of you being on the receiving end of hurtful behaviour repeatedly? You'll need clarity around what's harmful rather than helpful in how other people treat you. Don't allow people to treat you badly without setting a boundary. Finally, the courage to say that this just cannot continue. And this is where fierce compassion comes in. Fierce compassion is, is sort of like a mother bear defending her young from danger, roaring fiercely at a human getting too close to a cub. The strength in that assertiveness can be astounding. And we can see this in humans too. Parents protecting their children or partners, defending their spouses, they can gain almost superhuman strength. Because it takes a lot of strength and courage to stand up for yourself and what you believe to be right in life. It's understandably also really hard to do that in your relationship. If your partner has treated you badly, you might be feeling very capable of saying, no, you can't treat me this way. But you might, on the other hand, also really struggle to set that boundary. You might silence yourself and let unfair treatment carry on. Forgiveness is not about allowing abuse or degrading treatment. It's about moving beyond hurt and heartache towards a more meaningful life together, learning and growing from the mistakes made. And if there is abuse, if there is something that is degrading or harmful, I'm not suggesting that you stay and work on your forgiveness. I'm suggesting that you prioritise your safety and setting a boundary to protect yourself. But if we're not talking about that sort of hurt and betrayal, then think about how forgiveness serves you, even if you choose to move apart from the person who's hurt you. And as this chapter draws to an end, I have several exercises here of how you can write fierce, compassionate letters to your partner, to yourself, eliciting forgiveness from your partner or from yourself. And that can help you move forward. But remember that even though we're talking about how forgiveness can be really helpful for you. Remind yourself that it does still hurt really bad. Forgiveness is based on compassion, which sits in the middle of threat, drive and soothing. In order to forgive, you need to consider how much pain you've experienced or caused. This activates your threat system, experiencing unpleasant emotions such as anger, fear and disgust. Forgiveness is also about wanting to move towards a better relationship perhaps pursuing a resolution to your problems. This activates your drive system, as you may want to experience joy and satisfaction again, to move past problems and reconnect. Forgiveness also activates the soothing system from tending to that close bond between the two of you, if you allow the time and space to heal and feel safe again. Draw on compassion to tolerate all that distress, having the willingness to sit with the hard feelings instead of pushing them away. And if you cannot forgive and decide to go separate ways, you'll still need to consider these questions around how holding on to the pain is serving you, how not letting go is affecting you. Is it helping you go forward when you keep rehashing the past? Even if you split up, it's important to make sense of why this happened, becoming wiser from the experience, 
to avoid it affecting you as you move into another relationship. Remember that wherever you go, there you are. So until I speak to you next time, please do take care of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm so that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm this episode of the pause purpose play podcast was presented by me Michaela Thomas and you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk and because great work rests on having a great team This episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.